Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to session three of Star Trek Kasumi. I'm ELH, the Game Master, and joining me are a lovely group of individuals. But uh, just a few quick details for those of you that might be new or coming in, uh, this is your first stream with me. So we are playing uh, Star Trek Adventures, the role-playing system from Modifius Entertainment. It's a 2D20 system, and honestly, it's good track. Um, it is one of the best role-playing experiences I've had in a very long time. Would recommend. The other thing you should know is that we are playing a Lost Era game, meaning that we are sort of in that gray area between TOS movies and TNG, specifically in the year 2338. But if you're confused or you want to get the previous VODs, uh, exclamation mark Kasumi in Twitch chat, the bot will give you the links and everything you need there. But that's enough for me. Let's hear from the players, uh, starting with Mr. Hex. Hello, I'm Profess Hex, and I play the captain of the Cosme, uh, Captain Giasakaya. Alex, you're up next. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex. I am playing Lieutenant Commander Taral, the ship's tactical officer, and yeah, that's it. Lovecraft. Hello, everyone. My name is Matthew. I play the civilian uh, scientist, Dr. Talia Sharev, and Enar. And certainly last but not least, Mr. Peter. Hey, everyone. I'm Peter. I play the Denobulan chief of the boat, Nabok. Very nice. And we're going to actually jump straight into the mission this uh, this time. I know usually we do a uh, opening scene between all the players, but... We only have two hours tonight, so we're going to try and make the most of it of what we can. But we still have an opening log from Mr. Nabok, so if you would take it away. Can we just do a quick poll to see how many people in chat remember the thong song? Oh this my is God. really important no. to me. No, don't you do this on stream, Hex. No. Bad. I just I just need like a like a one or a zero or a yay or a nay if you remember the thong song from 1999. Tell you what, I'll, I'll set up a poll while the opening log is being read. Thank you, thank you. Very oh, good. there you go. Reven's friend, uh, or Revan's friend, remembers the thong song. All right, there you exactly. go. Exactly. It there, exists. Yeah, yeah, Barely Informed's got it, too. There you go. Okay, there you go. It existed. I'm vindicated. Vindicated. There <laughs> There's a story to that, which I'll tell later, but let, let's get the opening log going. Cobb's log, stardate 15364.1. Chief Nabok recording. After a somewhat dramatic visit to H3M9, so impersonal catalog names, I think I'll call it, hmm, Edda. Yes, I like that. Maybe I'll propose the name to Starfleet. Anyway, after our crash and subsequent escape from Edda, we've cataloged the planet for scientific follow-up. While this is fairly typical for Starfleet exploration missions, I would have quite enjoyed some more time down there, as most of my experience planet-side dealt with repairing the shuttle, trying not to get eaten by angry salats, and <clears throat> starting forest fires. Perhaps we'll have a little more time to savor the experience of a new world at our next stop. While on the planet, we rescued a Vulcan, Mithor, from a derelict Vulcan ship that had been there for around 300 years. Imagine being alone on a world for that long. While we Denobulans are long-lived, I'm sure it would be quite taxing on our social nature. I do not envy him that experience. Since at this point we have been unable to deliver Mr. Mifor to proper medical facilities, the Kasumi's counselor, Dr. Davi, has taken him on in addition to her normal duties. On a more personal note, I am somewhat 
perplexed at Dr. Sherev's standoffishness. While I can understand it being a bit unsettling to be one of the few civilians aboard a Starfleet vessel, I am unsure where the underlying dismissiveness of Starfleet as a military comes from. Certainly, Starfleet has had a military function in the past, indeed it continues to do so for practical reasons. But defense is only one of the purposes of Starfleet, and I would argue not a primary one. So I wonder where this dislike stems from. Perhaps something to explore. Delicately, of course. Ah, I nearly forgot why I started this log in the first place. The Kasumi is currently en route to a currently nameless Class JH planet. While the planet itself may not be of much note, as it is basically a hot ball of gas in space, sensors have indicated the presence of a massive metallic structure encircling the planet. All attempts at hails and further refinement of the admittedly querulous sensors have not met with any success. The best reading we have been able to get is a heavily enhanced visual image of what appears to be a skyhook. Now why there would be a giant rotating metal beam to bring things from space to the deep atmosphere, vice versa, or even to hurl things into the depths of the solar system is unclear. Perhaps there is a sapient society living in the depths of the planet. If so, I think it would be rather exciting to meet a species that lives in a highly pressurized atmosphere. Well, I suppose I'd best return to my du- Oh, side note to engineering. Apparently there is a somewhat urgent matter on deck five. The matter reclamators in the lavatories and C-section are malfunctioning. <clears throat> and log. Very nice. You may have one momentum for that opening log and for mentioning the almost required scatological joke towards the end. I feel like that's just going to be Kasumi's thing, that every opening log needs toilet humor. Anyways, we're going to now cut to the bridge where all of you are, oh God, my voice is cracking. This, this is gonna be a good stream. Um, you all are currently at your stations as you are more or less uh, watching on the view screen as the system comes into view as you drop out of warp. Now, as you do drop out of warp, um, I would say almost immediately, just to get you guys some momentum, uh, Dr. Shrev, or really anybody who would care to do the role, uh, if I could get a reason science assisted by the ship's sensors science, please. Yeah, that would probably be a science officer role, if that's all right with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get the ship. And yeah, difficulty zero on this, so free momentum overall. All right, there's already one. Ooh, interesting. A complication already. That's that's a good way to start. Good way to start. Uh, so by my count, that means you have cat momentum at six, but you also have one floating momentum. So, uh, Dr. Shrev, everything that you're going to get on the sensor scan is contained uh, within the system containing the skyhook. However, the complication is going to be that despite your best sort of sensor foo you aren't getting anything concrete from the skyhook itself i mean you can visually confirm it's there uh, but you're not getting any sensor pingbacks uh well captain i've completed initial sensor scans of the system um the worlds themselves seem generally unremarkable. There are six planets, two Y-class, or I believe as humans call them demon-class planets, two unremarkable balls of dirt, D-class, and uh, the uh, JH-class, around which the Skyhook is orbiting. 
Unfortunately, I can't get any scans of its interior. It might be due to the presence of what appears to be dilithium particulate matter scattered throughout the system, uh, in a almost ring around the sun. Also interesting to note, Captain, as I also read these scans, the, the, the scan is actually pinging something in the database. Um, the planet has a name already. Um, apparently it's being called Purgatory, even though there is no record of it being scanned or observed by the Federation. Oh, so perhaps this it. is another Federation or Starfleet intelligence matter, just like, what was it, uh, Prot? Secret I databases or something to that effect? Don't think it would be that, but I guess we can't rule it out. But if it was secret, it wouldn't be popping up. I don't believe there's any need to speculate at this time. Although I do wonder why exactly they chose Purgatory as the name. It has certain um, connotations, it does, and not necessarily pleasant ones. Can we safely get closer to the uh, Skyhook uh, uh, formation? what it appears to me there doesn't seem to be any immediate danger in getting close well if our uh, sensors are not giving us um, the kind of completeness and fidelity uh, of information we're looking for then I suggest we do it the old fashioned way and get our eyeballs as close as we can hmm. uh, GM mm -hmm. would I be able to use my uh, free question as a science officer you certainly could yeah what you got for me um, any questions that anyone else wants to ask regarding the dilithium uh, particulate matter that's been scattered about the system? I have a few that could come up, but Alex? I have one relating to the skyhook itself. Are mm -hmm. we able to determine its range of how far out it can grab something so we don't accidentally fly too close? Ah, a very interesting question indeed. So what I will give you as uh, your free question here, and remember, you have one floating momentum, which you probably want to spend on more questions. The Skyhook itself is over 300, or not 300, 30,000 kilometers, which means that um, it is roughly, I'm trying to remember the specs of an ambassador. If an ambassador is roughly 400, 500 meters, it's much, 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 much larger than you all. Also, real quick, we have an incoming raid from Casual Campbell. Well, thank you. Hello, hello, raiders. Hello, hello. We're playing Star Trek Adventures right now, and I'll do my best to interact with chat as everybody else is role-playing. Anyways, you may carry on. Well, are we going to uh, move this uh, uh, boat, if you will, closer, or uh, is that ill-advised? Oh, um, and this is Kanath speaking. Kanath goes, um, of, of course. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just a little bit nervous about the fact that I'm not able to get concrete sensor data to navigate. Um, sorry, sir, I'll, I'll do my best. I trust in your judgment, Lieutenant, to um, fly blind, as it were, as long as we have our view screen on and uh, working appropriately. Uh, You'll have to do it like the old Air Force pilots did. 
Actually, Captain, if I may, I might be able to use the particulate matter within the system, the dilithium uh, trace residue, to map out a kind of subspace current for the entire system that would enable us to well, simplify any navigational tasks. That's an excellent idea, Doctor. Make it happen. Very good. And um, what I'm tending to intend to do in a mechanical sense there, Mike, perhaps, Chart is hazard. to spend... Uh, no, actually, to spend two momentum to create an advantage to lower the difficulty of any tasks involving navigating the system by one. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Go for it. Okay. All right. So what that's going to mean, and I'm going to let you guys do the honors here, uh, Kanath is going to be rolling a control or a daring plus con, and they will be assisted by the ship's sensors and con. Uh, the difficulty was a three, but with that new advantage, it's now only a two. Got the ship. No help from the ship, unfortunately. Of course not. Yeah, you know. What has the ship done Tem for us recently? Temperamental ship. Mm. I don't know who's rolling for Kanath. I volunteer Alex. Let's get Alex in this rolling thing. All right, one moment. Again, it's a daring or a control plus con. Would you like to spend a momentum on that? Yeah, I'll go ahead and spend one point for that. All right, rolling three dice. Survey says... There you go, four successes, which means you get back your two hey. momentum that you just spent. So, Very yeah, uh, Kanath almost... I mean, her holo... Because, again, Kanath is a projected hologram coming from a basically hummingbird-sized alien. But even though it doesn't really mean anything, the holographic projection closes its eyes. And it's almost like Kanath is feeling or otherwise navigating by a certain sense that none of you are certainly privy to. However, the effect is more than noticeable. Uh, not only does the ship masterfully fly between the various planets the scant dilithium uh, residue that circles the star, but Kenoth brings you within spitting distance of the skyhook. And it is at this point that I can give you all the access to another handout. Uh, should be Purgatory Skyhook Details. And there's a lot there, so feel free to take your time reading it. But that is all the information you will get with your visual uh, sensors, as well as now that you're close enough to, well, scan through what's there, you will get all of that uh, information. So take your time, read through it. I know it's a lot. Yada, yada, yada. Radiation damage. Mm -hmm. So we're pouring over this information and um, I think the captain's first response would be to um, specifically scan that habitable structure at the center um, mm -hmm. for any life signs. Okay. So I'll tell you straight up, no roller momentum required, zero life signs. So that's either good or bad. Mm -hmm. Now for the sake of the stream though, maybe you should explain about the habitable area. So, at the center of the mass and rotation of this skyhook setup is this habitable structure. 
um, that looks like we're sort of eyeballing it. And I think we have a general idea of the structure of the thing, maybe not something as detailed as schematics, but we have a notion of it. Uh, it could probably hold up to about 300 personnel. And there's a shuttle bay that could generally store about six average sized shuttlecraft. Uh, but the design of the Skyhook and this habitable area are alien in nature and in such a way as um, <clears throat> there doesn't seem to be any particular reference point with respect to like a species's kind of cultural design philosophies or architecture. This is truly alien in the, you know, in the proper sense. So we have an uh, an empty habitation area on a a skyhook sitting out here next to uh, a purgatory. Um, is anyone getting, uh, let's say, spooky vibes? Um, well, I would have expected at least a skeleton crew. Assuming that it's inhabited at all, Captain. I am reading evidence of radiation damage um, that could have been, depending on the species, a nuclear weapon or a photon torpedo. Um, it seems to work its way up the ram scoops from the bottom uh, towards the core. And in addition to the radiation, there are also, uh, I, well, it, it's, it looks as if the uh, the tubes were perforated by claws, or they're scarring on the uh, exterior hull. Claws, you said. That's it. So, animal-like claws. You mean that is what it like would the... appear. Right. So, theories. My initial impulse is to say that this this uh, structure was attacked by some kind of space flora, uh, fauna rather, and um, they might have detonated some kind of radiation weapon to try to fight it off, to uh, eliminate it from destroying uh, the facility. It's definitely a possibility. Although, Captain, I would say you're the one who suggested we should avoid speculation. Fair enough, Doctor. Well, in place of speculation, we should collect some hard data. I know you're fond of that. So, uh, let's ready an away team, and let's beam over there towards the habitation area and see if we can get a better idea of what these creatures, these, these aliens, are dealing with. GM, quick thing. Yeah. Um, does, would, would, would this scan uh, indicate that either the hull or the radiation would potentially uh, disrupt a transporter beam. Hmm. I would say at the range that Kanath has br brought you in, there will be no difficulty on the transporter task, but if the ship has to move further out from where it is currently stationed, there will be difficulty increases for that. Captain, I would just like to bring up that Currently, we do not have any uh, issues with the transporters, but if the ship does have to pull away for 
any reason, it may become a little more difficult. Just so that you're aware. Hey, well, uh, there's a shuttle bay over there. Why don't we skip the issue altogether? We'll get the craft and fly over there. And uh, Kanath, if you would, uh, as soon as we launch, if you'll pull the Kasumi uh, out by a couple of, uh, you know, kilometers and uh, stay in a holding pattern, uh, that should be fine. Entering into high orbit. Thank you. Captain, before we depart in a shuttlecraft, I want to run a scan of the station. I want to see if I can identify anything that looked like a weapon emplacement before we approach. Certainly. All right. Mr. Troll, I would like you to roll me a reason security. The ship will assist you with a sensor security. And I'm going to set the difficulty here to four because it's an unknown alien structure. And because you have nothing to compare it to, you're mostly having to make your own sort of judgment calls here. I would like to give you three momentum to roll an extra two dice. Alrighty. Brings your total dice pool to a four. And would shipboard tactical systems be a focus? I'll give it to you. Yeah. Alright, that is two successes. Uh, I'm going to need to see a crit from the Kasumi if you are to have any chance of succeeding well, here. that's never happening. No, you just gotta, you just gotta believe. Just, just no, gotta believe. The, the Kasumi exists to, to make us feel bad. Hmm. The Kasumi need to roll? I, well, whoever wants to do the honors. I, I just didn't catch what it needed to roll. Oh, sorry. Uh, it will be a sensors and security. Okay. No, nothing. Alright, disappoint me, ship. Okay. I mean, three successes, <laughs> not something. quite four. Tell you what, I will give you a success at cost, but there will be two complications on the board. You also have determination. You do We're also have determination. That. That, that is a thing. Uh, the complications make it fun. All right. So you succeed, and you can confirm right. that there are no weapon emplacements. However, as Barely Informed in chat has pointed out... Technically, the garbage chute, the ram scoops, all of it can be used as basically a kinetic weapon system. Now, here come the complications. The first complication is that when you commence this sort of tactical scan of the station, what you notice is that it enters into a higher pattern of power consumption, meaning that you've activated some kind of machinery or some kind of thruster because even before your eyes on the view screen, it's beginning to spin and the ram scoops are starting to dip towards the atmosphere of purgatory below. Now that's complication one. Complication two is that now you're going to have quite the difficulty of task because you're having to fly a shuttle as the thing is rotating. Which unfortunately will not be covered by the earlier advantage, but I am remembering that early advantage for later things. Bridge staff, uh, just an open question. Why is it moving? The station seemed to have a automated protocols that it would seem our sensors activated. 
I see. Sensors are being temperamental again. Uh, GM, a question about the station and the new readings from its operation. Has there been any alteration in terms of the dilithium particulate matter that we've detected throughout the system? Or the radiation readings, as in, is more radiation being produced now that it's in operation? Yes. So there is, oh, it looks like I think Hex froze. Uh, we'll give him a minute. But yeah, so what you're noticing is that the ram scoops, as they begin to scoop into the atmosphere, um, they are basically pulling out particulate dilithium and are otherwise uh, bringing it up the ram scoops and into the station proper. And some, I don't want to call it a waste chute on the station, but it's basically like a glorified capsule. Every once in a while, there's an emission of particulate that might explain the ring you're seeing around the star. A reflection of its orbit. Correct. Okay. And uh, the radiation itself remains The radiation itself uh, seems to be manageable. As long as you all take an appropriate medical injection before going over, should be fine. Uh, well, Captain, um, there doesn't seem to be any alteration in the radiation field. It does seem to be uh, the result of a weapon, perhaps, if that is the speculation we're going to embrace. However, if any away team is going to go over there, we're going to need uh, some hyronolin injections in order to avoid radiation poisoning. And I'd also recommend taking a large store of it with us in case of emergency. Right, well, let's coordinate with Dr. L and make sure that happens. Right, let's uh, muster in the shuttle bay and get this thing done. All right. So for my sake and for the stream's sake, uh, are we going to stick with the standard away team of Kaya, Troll, Nabok, Shrev, and then who are you bringing as your pilot, if anybody? That would probably be me. Okay, so Troll will be flying. Uh, do you want to bring any supporting characters then? Sarid, uh, Rel, somebody else? Um, because of the medical issue, let's let's bring Rel along. Bring Rel? He might, right. yeah, he might be helpful. Alrighty. So, uh, what we see then is after you all receive kind of a quick montage of, uh, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the stupid thing. The um, the you know, the thing that actually applies hypospray. God, why can't Sis I remember hypospray? Cisco. You get you know, no, no, we're not gonna go to the thongs. Where's the pole? I don't no. see the pole. I I've been busy. Anyways, as you all get hyposprays of your your hyronolin injections, Rel accompanies you all to your shuttle, and we sort of go to an exterior shot as the shuttle leaves the aft bay of the Kasumi begins flying towards the mobile skyhook. Now, as you did tell uh, a certain pilot to move away, the Kasumi is going to back off, not only for its own safety, but for yours as well, because it really does not want to collide with the moving skyhook. However, Mr. Troll, you have a very important role ahead of you. I need you to roll me a daring and a con, difficulty of three, and the shuttlecraft will assist you with its engines con. If you have anything related to small craft, anything related to uh, helm, helm operation. operation, yep, that would apply. 
Alright, looks like the shuttle has gotten you an assist. I would like to use one momentum for a third die. Okay. I'll allow it. And unfortunately, with no successes, that one success from the shuttle means absolutely nothing. Do you wish nice. to determination this, or would you like some complications? I'm going to determine the determination. Okay. To reroll. All right. What value are we tapping? Yesterday is the reason for today. I did this scan just a little while ago and set this in motion. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. And before more complications, because apparently that's the kind yeah. of night we're having. Just wait for it. Okay. See? Well, See? All right. So you get four this. successes, which means you get your momentum back. But there is a complication. And I know exactly what I want the complication to be. We're going to so, have to have a performance review. Apparently. Apparently. So at this point, the skyhook was kind of uh, perpendicular to the planet's surface, but now it's kind of at a 45-degree angle as the scoop goes closer and closer to the atmosphere. So you kind of do one of those maneuvers where you sort of rotate the shuttle in such a way that it tries to line up with the station. However, the complication is that at the last possible second as you're touching down in the shuttle bay, there's either a glitch in navigational sensors or with the thrusters, and you quite literally land the shuttle upside down in the shuttle bay. Which means all of you that are not buckled in, which I think is all of you, uh, fall to the floor of the shuttle. Well, at least we didn't blow a distribution manifold. Uh, is there any way that we can rotate the... Oh, the blood is in my head. Uh. I, I suffer from headaches regularly, and this is only making it worse. I think I sprained an antenna. Oh. Chief, how often are these shuttles maintained? My knowledge, they are inspected every time they're supposed to do anything, and regularly at least once every five to six days. You may want to speed up the timing on that apparently okay let's um so just a just a wild idea here can we angle one of the um the impulse uh uh jets essentially to flip the bloody thing over well you could before i spend two threat to create the complication that hey guess what engines are gone uh. <laughs> because it wasn't bad enough already for God's sake. All right, all right. So, someone... Can somebody... I'm going what? over to engage the ramp. I know it's going to be upside down. I was going to say, it's more like a hatch at this point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. There's kind of a hiss of atmosphere. And Troll, or not Troll, Rel. Rel, after he scanned everyone and confirmed that none of you actually have a concussion, Rel does a very quick scan and doesn't stop you from opening it. But after the atmosphere hisses in and out, you kind of look out, and what you see is a... I'm trying to think of a good term for this. It's not expansive, because it only is going to be able to fit about six shuttlecraft and all, but it's still much larger than your shuttle bay that you left from. It is comprised of multitudes of arcs uh, that go from ceiling to floor, 
And the interesting part is that they are segmented, almost like an insect's leg, where some parts of them are sort of angled more deeply than others. But what you're noticing is that sort of at the tip, right before it goes into the ceiling, uh, there is a light that you can't quite identify. It's not like an, an LED or it's not anything like a, like a light bulb. It's just a light that when you look at it, it doesn't feel right. Like it's, it's just something in your gut that all of you instinctually feel that something is not right about those lights. And the other thing that I'll say is that you do see a platform raised up a little bit higher than the rest of the shuttle bay that seems to lead to a set of double doors. And to get on this raised platform, there are ramps leading from all angles uh, in the shuttle bay. So it's kind of like a, um, a docking ramp, if you will. I think that as everyone notices the lights, Tural's hand's gonna move back towards his phaser. He's gonna look over towards the doctor. Are you getting maybe any sort of bio signs around the vicinity of those lights? I'll take a scan. Or, sorry, were you talking about Dr. Rell or me? Uh, I meant Dr. Rell. Okay. Well, Dr. Rell. Would... Well, that's very rude. Shrev is an actual doctor as well. Out of character. I'm taking it in character. <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Shrev, uh, would you like to take the lead on this one? Oh, no, obviously, this is not my area of expertise. Well, congrats, it is now your area of expertise. Here you go. Can someone please get uh, the uh, the harness? I can't get it out. I'll go help the captain out of her seat. Hmm. Rel is going to hand Shrev the medical tricorder, because I think it's more interesting if you do the role than I do the role. So, Shrev, if you want to roll me a Reason Medicine difficulty of one to scan those lights for any life forms. Since my medicine is terrible, uh, I am going to uh, use Augmented Ability Reason. Fair enough. For one free success. And we'll see how many complications I generate here. I'm expecting um, at least two. Hundreds. Uh, would my public speaking focus apply? <laughs> no, but nice job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> they did it again. But they I do succeed with augmented ability reasons. So. Oh my god! All right. So good news, bad news. The good news: no life signs around those lights. But bad news: your medical tricorder breaks, and Doctor Rell looks at you and goes, "Doctor." I've had that tricorder for five years. It's never broken on me. How did you? What? I. I, I know. I don't blame you. I mean, I saw you push the same buttons I would, but it. Are, do you? Are you not good with technology? Do you have like a like a thing, like a field around you, like an unlucky field about technology? I don't think you've ever seen anything like this happen before. No, I'm purely trying to make something up to deal with the fact that my precious tricorder is ruined. You have some kind of emotional attachment to the tricorder? Um, long story short, I may have taken it from my dead wife's corpse on a ship that got destroyed. Sorry, I know that's kind of heavy. Uh, and 
Trev will turn back into the shuttle. Uh, Chief, could you come out here, please? I think we need your help more than the captain. One moment, I've almost got the captain out of her harness. All right, yeah, you have to get... And he froze at another opportune moment. There you go. That's the, you can't you can't time this humor, people. You really can't. So we'll say that you get Kaya out as we get Hex back on the line. But yeah, Nabok, I believe you have the moment to step out of the shuttle. All right, I, I step out of the shuttle. Yes, Doctor. And very gingerly, Trev is going to hold out the tricorder in both hands. Um, is there something could you, wrong? Uh, yes, could you take a look at this? I, I It seems to be some kind of precious memento for the doctor, and I... I oh. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm sorry. D- doctor, I'm... These things happen. Don't trouble yourself too much, Doctor. I'll take a look. Yeah. So, Nabok, if you want to give me... I'm going to give you a softball here, which I'm sure we're still going to see complications on. Probably. An insight in engineering, please. Difficulty of zero. So free momentum. Just don't roll complications. You have one job. Don't complications. We're having a fire sale. Help. Computers would help you, yes. Okay. You got a compliment. Look under your seats. Okay. There we go. There we go. Two successes. We're good. We're good. All right. So uh, actually, it's not that bad. Um, What you're able to do is you just sort of reroute the power cell uh, there was just a few burnt out circuits, but your skill in engineering, you just swap them out, hand it back, and Tricorder's working just fine. There you go, Doctor. No, oh, thank you. Um, See, Doctor, no harm done. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame you, Doctor Shrev. These things happen. Well, I, I suppose I appreciate that, Doctor. I, I don't. Oh, I'm, did... I'm not the angry type of bullion. I'm, I'm the fun type of bullion. I mean, not to be specious, but I didn't realize that there were angry bullions. Well, and he kind of looks past you all at the captain. And this is where the complication is going to be, because apparently Hex isn't being screwed with enough tonight by Comcast. <laughs> so, Captain, I'm actually going to pose a difficulty on you that any fitness-related tasks, and this is the complication the chat gave you, any fitness-related tasks will be at a higher difficulty. Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. But otherwise, your cane still works. Your legs kind of still work. So you got one that of them going does. for you. Yeah, I was going to say one does. I guess I, I, the captain will hobble out of the back of the uh, the shuttlecraft, her hair all a tussle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just having a bloody meeting out here, huh? While I'm hanging upside down from a harness. That's fine. It's not like I'm the senior ranking officer or anything. I did come back to get you. Yeah, you took your you took your bloody time, Chief. You had a you you basically sauntered. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm snapping a little because there's a lot of blood in my cranium at the moment. It's not comfortable. Now then. What's wrong with those lights? They're giving me the creeps. I've taken some preliminary scans, Captain, but uh, I haven't really been able to find anything. I, 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 I'm sorry. Right. Well, I suppose. 
suppose we should move further into the facility then. If uh, we can't get any more readings here. And uh, maybe we'll find something to uh, jimmy this shuttlecraft back over. Uh, hopefully, yes. Maybe uh, there's a sky, you know, if we've got a sky hook outside, maybe there's just a very large crowbar in there somewhere. I'm yeah. just going to throw it out there. You are technically at five momentum by my count. You could spend the two momentum for an advantage. To create a giant crowbar. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say this is a docking bay, so they would probably have some kind of mechanical contrivance or system in place to maneuver shuttlecraft without having to activate them and pilot a them through the bay. Sort of so, thing. yes. I mean, if you want to spend the two momentum to make that advantage, we can make it happen. Well, I don't think we necessarily need to spend it now because it's not like the shuttlecraft is, you know, it's not a it's not a GTA car where it's slowly exploding mm. on the inside because it's turned upside down. It'll be fine for now. Everybody knock on wood. Everybody just, you know, find a piece of wood, knock on it. Okay. Well, let's still the captain just sort of finds the nearest um kind of uh, uh, door to the next chamber, essentially, and uh, right. makes her way towards it. All right. And uh, I'll just say that Sh Dr. Sharev is going to be taking up the rear, but okay. um, as the rest of the crew is moving ahead quite slowly because of the captain's impairment, she's going to take a quick look back at the shuttle, mm -hmm. somewhat pensively, take the uh, Type 1 phaser out of her belt, weigh it in her hand carefully, and then duck back into the shuttle, and when she emerges, she no longer has it in hand. Ah, putting it away. Or hiding it again, one of the two. We'll leave it a mystery. Alright, so or I've actually arranged... Eat, or eating eat it. it. There you go. So I've arranged you all in approximate marching order. Uh, is this more or less how you guys want to go? Yeah, I think so. That's fine. I would... I would... Um, I imagine Toral would be like f closer to my flank you know what i mean like mm -hmm. we would be walking sort of so side by side kinda, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. and troll would have his type two in hand just in case it was needed suddenly fair enough all right so as you proceed up the docking ramp and you go towards the double doors they sort of hiss and then the locking mechanism spins 360 degrees and then it opens up uh, like your standard sort of silo doors that sort of uh, supersede into the walls. And what you see on the other side is a control room. Now, much like the shuttle bay, it's just a large, expansive space where you could fit a lot of people and a lot of goods in here. But this control room looks to be a hybrid between, say, a station, like a typical Federation station sort of control room, like a fl like flight control, ops, whatever you want to call it, um, and a cargo bay. So you're not only seeing a bunch of sort of recesses in the ground where there's control panels and things of that nature, but you're also seeing rows upon rows of different containers that all bear an alien script that the Universal Translator is having a zero luck scanning. Could I take a look at it using my focus of linguistics? You may certainly do so. Why don't you roll me a... Let's do a control and a science, I think, for this one. 
And the difficulty on this will be a three. You do have five momentum. Can I use a oh. momentum to use another die? Yes. Go for it. But if you buy a complication, so help me God. I mean, I didn't get a complication. <laughs> I wish you did. <laughs> Nothing to joke for. I I think unless you want three complications, I think you're just going to have to fail this one. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Nabok, you apply your knowledge of linguistics and your knowledge of engineering in the Universal Tricorder, and you can confirm that that is alien text that you cannot read. Apparently my linguistics usage on at home didn't really pay off. I think... GM, I think I know what's happening here. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so, so what you've done is you've set us up as the pilot crew, but mm -hmm. the, sh the actual show hasn't been picked up yet. So we'll be replaced by competent, charming crew members, right? <laughs> and we'll just be the locked in the pilot. We're in the cage right now. Hmm. I see. Okay. Glad we're on the know. same page. All right. Yeah. Uh, Mike, two yes. questions about the room that we're in. Yes. Uh, the bizarre sort of abnormal eerie illumination is that progressing into this room as well on the ceiling yep and the controls and consoles themselves is there any indication of the kind of entities that would use them i mean are they at a like roughly humanoid height shape orientation is there anything that i could extrapolate from them about the species that might use this space that sounds like an excellent role why don't you do a reason science or reason medicine Difficulty of one. Let's get some more complications here. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Let's just let's just assume there's going to be a complication. Hmm. Or just not. Let's start from there. And I'll give you a momentum to roll three dice because that's more opportunity for complications. Do, do you want to use reason your augmented reason? Because that's even it does make the complication rain larger. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Let me check the zero. That that could be a complication. Uh, it is. Yay. Great. Super. I'm not doing this. I have no control of the RNG. This is all them. I'm doing nothing. So have we superseded groundskeeper's luck now? At this point, yes. At, at this point, you guys, this, this is, this is new territory. You're welcome. So the good news is you do get your momentum back. But here's what's going to happen to you specifically, Shrev. Everybody else, you're not going to be privy to this information unless Dr. Shrev communicates it. But Shrev's going to have a problem here in a moment. So Shrev, as you're looking at the architecture, as you're looking at the way the consoles are laid out, you're looking at the ways the buttons on the consoles are sort of fashioned and shaped, what you come to realize is that you're looking at your standard humanoid in a way meaning that maybe something between five foot or seven foot, or what is that in meters? Something between like 1.5 meters and 2.5 meters, somewhere in that range. I think I'm grossly off mark, but you get the idea. Um, it's one of those things where they would appear to have anywhere between two to four arms based on, again, the button layouts and things of that nature. Um, probably have the one head because most of the information is 
uh, displayed in central area, like it's not requiring multiple focuses on a screen. Um, you're also noticing that there are these strange, like, almost access ports that you would find on a TOS vessel, like when you would do optical cabling. You find those next to each of the buttons, and it's very small. You, you would have missed them at first, but as you sort of get closer to one of the consoles, you do notice these optical connection ports. Now, the complication is going to be that Shrev, those lights are now really, really freaking you out. And I'm going to say that for the rest of this scene or until you are off of this station, you have an increased complication range of plus one because you're starting to feel really unnerved. Uh, Captain, I, I have been able to... Uh, I think that whoever was using the station was humanoid. Um, I can't tell you much more than that. Doctor, are you all right? About to say the same thing. Uh, uh, I, I suppose. I mean, why wouldn't I be? There's no room right now for you to compartmentalize or push anything down. If you're feeling something, go ahead and say it. It might be an effect of my telepathy, the, the lighting. Maybe it's just my inexperience, but I'm I'm not in a good place right now, I suppose. I think the captain will intuit that uh, Dr. Sharev is referring to, like, the lights, which are creeping everyone else out, I think. That's fair to say. Mm -hmm. um, and then turn to Dr. Rell. Uh, Dr. Rell, uh, is there any way that we can determine if those illuminations i'm not even sure if we can call them lights properly are sending out any kind of uh beta waves or radiation or anything of that nature that could be causing um uh dr shereb's uh unease I, I understand what you're asking captain no, right give me a yeah moment. and as he moves his tricorder over uh the lights and tries to get a better reading I'm actually going to spend two threat here that instantaneously, both in this room and the shuttle bay behind you, all the lights turn red. Now, they just turn red. They don't sound any alarms. They don't creep you out anymore other than you feel is appropriate. But all the lights sort of slowly shift to a red. That's not comforting. Exactly. I hope this species doesn't have the same notion of red alert that we do. Otherwise, uh, this is a problem. See, there doesn't seem to be any alert klaxon sounding. So it may very well just be a shift in ambience. And actually, at this the, moment, uh... if I may interject real quick. No. Captain Kaya, you are getting a garbled transmission on your comm badge. It's kind of a, uh, come come in, Captain. Are you there, Cap? And it, it cuts out every so often. Captain Takasumi? This here? is Sarid. Everything all right? Pattern communication breakdown. 
Acknowledged, Sirid. We're fine for now. Stand by. Skyhook impacting sur surface, scooping atmosphere, and then the transmission goes dead. Damn it. Did you catch any of that? Something about the skyhook uh, affecting the surface? The skyhook has likely made contact with the planet's atmosphere. And perhaps there's some protocol that has now been engaged or something else entirely. Right, the lights, yes. Captain, I, I hesitate to make this suggestion, but um, if communications are down, I might be able to use my telepathy to reach out to the first officer. Perhaps maybe I can learn something if I can communicate with her that way. Certainly, Dr. Sheriff. Uh, give it a shot. I, I hesitated to raise the issue, Captain, because it would be a violation of her mental integrity. It, I understand your concerns, Doctor, but uh, operational efficiency and security, I think, steps over those bounds just a little bit. Besides, you're, it's not like you're going to, um, you know, eat her brain. No, Captain, but it's it's a matter of both personal and cultural ethics. We don't. All right. Well, I'll have you fill out a form when you get back. Fine. And Shrev, with her uh, antennae firmly plastered to her head, is going to turn to Dr. Rell. Doctor, if you could monitor my neurocortical readings and have a neurosuppressant on hand, if something goes wrong, you I'll be should here, be able to worry. block out my telepathy. Exactly. Also, just um, to light, maybe lighten the mood a little bit, I, I'm just going to point out that the Arachne have two extra lobes of the brain. They have four, so... Kind of hard to mess with them. Kind of, you sh you should be fine. This sh this should be just like having a conversation. Oh yeah, for a, for a crew that doesn't gain complications by the second, yeah. <laughs> Listen, that's all you. I I have no effect on any of. This. Is it? I don't think it's us. I think it's you. I think you have stealth edited this character sheet to make these things happen. Hey, and and once again, let me point out, I am being gaslit. And and you're telling me that it's my fault, that it's us, when it's actually you. I played this game. So I know this. Sorry. What we're supposed to take from this is that the lights are inflicting paranoia on you. Yes, they're doing a good okay. job. Ma masterful role playing, well delivered. It's it's actually you know method acting. It's seeping out into your real life. We have red clearance. Oh, I know what's happening. We are shifting into an actual game of paranoia right now. We are in red clearance. We have six clones remaining. Yeah, don't. This is not my first rodeo. Okay. Just for that, I'm changing the light to orange. It's still red in character, but I'm just putting orange on the screen to mess with hex. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Shrev, let's do a... I'm trying to think what would be a good role for you here. Why don't you do a control or a daring plus command? Because I think your command's better than your medicine. And uh, what would be the difficulty there? 
I'm going to give this one a two simply because you're communicating with Sarid and Sarid again has four lobes of the brain. So they're slightly psychic, uh, you know, sensitive. So should be easier. He said before the complications, mm. uh, I will spend one momentum to roll three dice. Okay. And since uh, Shrev did ask. How? How? What? What? Oh, yeah, that's. I was looking at the wrong roll. <sighs> Go ahead, Tural. What What else? Yeah, what you, you got? What, uh, how, how much worse can it be? Uh, since Shrev did ask um, Dr. Rel to keep watch, would Rel be able to roll an assist? Yes, roll. Rel may roll a control in medicine assist. He will trip and inject the neurosuppressant directly into her eyeball. It'll be horrible. Well, I don't need those because I also have, you know, telepathic senses and that my, is true. my ocular implants. So if the neurosuppressant is activated, would you then? Would any of Rel's focuses apply on this one? Uh, he should have at least one. Xenobiology. Uh, does Dr. Rel have a focus on competence? Yeah, he does. He actually is a very good uh, doctor. He's rolling a total of 16 here. So, yeah, he has a focus. Okay. I, I would say he has multiple focuses that apply here. I'm done rolling. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, this, 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 is our, this is our graveyard. This, this is where the series ends, unfortunately. Well, it was We're nice knowing everyone. Yeah, it was nice playing everybody. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I, fucking, I'm freaking haunted by the spirit of the geese. Okay. So I'll let you succeed at cost, but we're talking three complications instead of two. You know what? No. I, let's just go with the two. Okay. First complication. When you reach out with your mind, you get even more paranoid. You're now at a plus two to your complication range. Second complication from Rel's side is Rel, well, as much as it sucks to be Rel, his tricorder breaks again. Ah, oh, you that was gonna be what it was. Uh, I'm sorry, Captain, I I don't know if it's, it's the lights or interference or something. There might be some kind of presence on the station. I, I can't get through. I, I can't. I can't detect anyone. I can't see anyone on the Kasumi. I... It's fine, Doctor. I'm sure they're all right. Just calm down, and let's let's take this one thing at a time. Concentrate on your breathing. All right. Is there anything in this room that we can control? That we understand? I understand the symbols are different, but let's let's use out of the box thinking. What looks like uh, a, a, a power system? What looks like uh, 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 operational controls? Just based on traditional humanoid uh, 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 uses, right? Is there anything we can do? Let's take a look. Um... So I would like to look for 
um, anything that I recognize, preferably a engineering uh, console. Okay. So I'm actually going to let you guys, you get one assist here, so one of you can assist one of the others. Um, this could be an insight command if you're looking for a command uh, console, an insight con if you're looking for helm control, insight engineering if you're looking for engineering, etc., etc., etc. I will assist. You'll assist? Okay. Does anyone have a preference as to which console we're looking for? I I was thinking engineering, but I mean, well, let's let's play to your strengths, right? I mean, you'll you'll know intuitively more things about that than any other console. So, mm. um, would my focus on computers help? It would most definitely help here, but I cannot stop the complications from coming. Okay, I'm sorely tempted to tap. You can do whatever you want, GM. This is you're in, you're in charge of this. You know that. No, no, the dice are telling a story. I have no control over the dice. The dice aren't telling a story. The dice are committing emotional terrorism. Um, could us. I tap a value? Um, yes. To what get an extra die. Well, if you want or, to, it would give you um, an automatic two successes uh, if you use your determination that way. Yeah, um, I'm going to use my value. The crew protects its own um, okay. because this is starting to freak me out that the crew is um, that we're going to be in danger here. Okay. And the difficulty, which I don't think I said already, uh, difficulty will just be a three here. So you need just one success on your roll or Kaya's roll. That's all you need. Just one success. Okay. okay. This is good. This is good. We have gone from complications to crit. So we're looking at five successes right now. <sighs> Kaya, can you not roll a complication, please? Okay. Can I choose not to assist now? <laughs> nope, nope, you said it. You got to roll. Okay, all right, fine. So what am I rolling? Uh, insight and command, maybe? You got it. Okay. And this all is right. also a good thing because it could give you more momentum. That is true. How much momentum do we currently have? You're We're cap. full up and we have four floating. Mm -hmm. Okay, four floating, huh? Okay, yeah. well, then I will use um, three of the four floating. Well, you're assisting, you get... so you only get the one die. Ah, yes, that's right. Um, okay, so 1d20. Um, would composure help here as a focus? I think it would. You're basically trying to calm the others down. Okay. There you go. Now you have five floating. So you might want to use that for information or yeah, uh, advantages, but let me tell you what you get with your base success. So, Nabok, when you're looking at the consoles, you're kind of going from pit to pit, looking at the consoles, trying to figure out, you know, what is something you can look at. And based on your knowledge of engineering, which is somehow greater than your knowledge of linguistics, maybe I said that the wrong way. But anyway, my point is, is that you find two consoles that are interesting. One looks to be the reactor controls. And the reason you think that is because you're noticing a bar that goes up and down. Um, that is sort of paired with a circular pulsating symbol that usually would tend to indicate some form of cyclical nature of electricity. The other console you find is what you're guessing is a diagram of the skyhook as it's sort of rotating down to a sphere and this sort of symbol keeps rotating uh, up towards or up from the surface of the planet. So you think you found the skyhook controls, and you think you found the reactor controls. And I, I believe I have found reactor and uh, command control panels. 
Excellent. Is there any way to determine exactly what the skyhook is doing to the to the atmosphere? And if it's uh, untoward, is there any way that we can pause or shut down the reactor? Well, you can give me a moment, one of your floating momentum. Ask those questions. <laughs> okay. Moment. Yes. Burn those momentum, please. All right. So that's one momentum burn. You're now at four floating. To answer your question, um, the scoop is, the ram scoop is literally just doing its job. It's scooping up atmosphere of the uh, purgatory planet below, and it's bringing it up the long shaft that connects the ram scoop to the station. And actually, uh, as you are, I'll give this to you free, as you're going through all this, you actually kind of all hear a noise, kind of a rumbling. And then coming out of the wall, uh, high in the ceiling to your upper left of the room, um, a series of containers begin to travel along tracks that were previously unseen, and they begin to lower onto various places uh, on the racks of cargo containers. So it looks like the ram scoop is actively bringing up good material. What is it all for? It depends on the um, composition of what is below where it's scooping. It could be metals, it could be simply um, It's hydrogen and helium, if I remember correctly. And then... Was it? And from her place where she's sort of pacing back and forth, her skin uh, glistening white with sweat, uh, Dr. Sherev will holler over to them. There are also particulate matters. There's chemocyte, there's dilithium, they might be harvesting that. Uh, that's not really important right now. What's important is getting off this station. It, the power systems may be interfering with communications, transporters. Is there anything that you can do to, I don't know, deactivate it? I can try. And mechanically, that's my suggestion that perhaps we can create an advantage to disrupt the power systems in some way that would enable communication. Okay. Okay. And that's, yeah, I'm putting that to the group. I'm not saying that's necessarily yeah. what we have to do, but. I think that might not be a bad idea. Sounds good to me. Well, that's, um, yeah. Perhaps the advantage is that we have the ability to, we create a switch, essentially, where we can turn it on or off rather mm -hmm. than making it permanently one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. I'd be fine with your uh, spending two floating momentum to make that advantage. So, Nabok, you do the engineering thing and you kind of tap a few buttons and figure out the basic controls. Because, again, you're, you're a competent Starfleet officer, even though the dice tell you you're not. Um, so you sort of tap at the screen, you figure out what button does what. And as you enter in the controls to pause operations, uh, what happens is the station symbol begins to sort of reverse and otherwise pull away from the atmosphere of the planet. And the moment the symbol, the lower symbol that represents the ram scoop, leaves the atmosphere of the planet, the lighting uh, that was previously red is going to turn to a nice calm blue at this point. Hmm. Well, it's certainly calmer in here. That must mean it's their sort of... I wouldn't say red alert, although that was the color, but an equivalent of a yellow alert, perhaps. Or an indication of what phase of 
mining therein? That's probably astute, Terrell. Yeah, that's my that's my thinking as well. But why are they mining for these materials? Why do we have a name for this planet already? And where are where are the miners? And at this, I think Rel kind of coughs as he looks over at Shrev for a moment and goes, Captain, I'm just going to throw this out there. Why don't we crack one of these barrels or cargo containers open and see what's inside? Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, My understanding was that it was high up in the room so that we could not Oh, no, no, no. This it. is like floor level, like think Indiana Jones levels. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So there's rows upon rows that do go to the ceiling. But it's it's accessible from the floor. Okay, well, I would have made that suggestion sooner than if I'd known. Okay, ah, it was communication on my part. Absolutely, Doctor. Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look inside. All right, uh, Troll, you you got any uh, any particular containers you like? I like that one over there. Well, that's as good as any. Before we crack it open. Can we see if we can get any readings, if there's any excessive radiation coming from them? If you give me the two floating momentum you still have, I will say the advantage can be created. Go ahead and have the two. All right. So the good news is that once Nabok fixes Rel's tricorder again, and between Rel's medical tricorder and Troll's uh, own tricorder, you are able to tell that inside there does appear to be particulate dilithium. But there's also a liquid, a liquid that doesn't seem to correlate with any known chemical composition that is on record. It's for loco. And I think Rel's going to look at you, Troll, and he says, are, are you seeing this, Lieutenant Commander? I'm seeing something. I'm not sure what it is, though. Let's, uh, and Rel kind of, you know, he, he was kind of that jovial bully and trying to lighten the mood. I think he noticeably gets serious, you know, the lines on his face sort of increase. And he says, um, Captain, everybody else, why don't you all step back and I'll open it and I'll do my best to maintain quarantine procedures. Roger that, Doctor. Be careful. All right. So, as Dr. Rell uh, goes to open the container, he kind of fumbles at the latch very carefully, you know, with shaking hands. And right as he pops the lid open, we're going to go to break for five to ten minutes. So we'll be back shortly. <laughs> Stick around. Welcome back, everybody. If you're just tuning in, you've missed seven complications that apparently beats out Groundskeeper's records. And the session's only half over. On a more serious note, the players have discovered a skyhook above a planet which had never been before scanned or otherwise observed by the Federation, but mysteriously has the name of Purgatory in the computer database. And the players have decided to go aboard a structure in orbit of this planet. Uh, a skyhook, basically a structure that scoops out atmosphere of the planet below and brings it into the station and or ejects it into space. Now, the players have been paranoid and sort of 
uneasy in general, but uh, where we left off, we have the doctor, uh, Lieutenant Commander Rell, uh, opening one of the cargo containers to see what's inside visually. So as he opens up this container, there's a sort of a subtle hiss, and then he pulls the spiraling iris back and looks inside the barrel, and then he reaches inside very carefully pulls out a smaller canister um, that has a transparent strip uh, set at about 120 degrees uh, on the exterior of the cylinder. So it's it's regular space. There's three of them. Um, and he sort of shows it to you all and says, looks like we've got a oil-blood mixture of some sort, or at least it's oil that's colored dark umber, dark red. Uh, don't want to touch it or anything but it seems this container should be safe to move it uh what else we have in here and he looks back in the barrel uh there's various chunks of dilithium in here uh don't really know if it's any good that would be probably in a box call but uh i think it would behoove me to do some tests on this liquid here but i'd need to do it back on the costume there's no way i'm doing it in the shuttle fair enough I would like to take a look at the dilithium. All right. To see. So, uh, Nabok, what I would say without needing a roll here, because you're capped on momentum, I would say that this dilithium is extremely high quality. Like, dilithium mines are nice and all, but we're talking something on the level that if this were the TNG era, they would be using for the top of the line, the ship that must go the fastest kind of dilithium. Well, this is, um, I, I'm not entirely sure how to describe it. It's enriched dilithium. It's the purest I've ever seen. If we, I'm not entirely sure how to process this exactly, but is that, the, is the that even possible? That fantastic is that even possible this far out i mean each planet has its own unique properties it's possible but improbable all right it's clear that we need to um rejoin our crew on the kasumi get some readings done on this uh liquid material and uh do a decontamination sweep of uh, of ourselves and the uh, shuttlecraft, just in case. All in favor of returning to the ship? Aye. Aye? Yes. Uh, something's bothering me. I think something's bothering all of us, Lieutenant Commander, and that something will probably end the moment we get off this station. Doctor... Please. Terrell, voice, voice your concerns. Our database has a name for this planet. This highly refined dilithium is being mined from the planet. I feel like somebody has been here before, either the Federation has made contact or whoever was here has made contact with the Federation. 
I'm wondering if we can access any computer systems and see if there are any historical logs that they have about such. It's worth an attempt. All right. It's the last thing we do before we leave. Let's get try to get into the log system or the library system, if you will, if that is one, and see if we can get some records. Right. Chief, would you assist me on this? You've already accessed the systems. <laughs> oh, certainly. All right. And then the the captain, I, I will move over towards Dr. Sharev and have a, like, I'll guide her by the shoulder and have a private conversation away mm -hmm. from the others. Okay. You can have that now as I uh, figure okay. out what I'm going to have them roll. Doctor, you need to tell me right now if you are in some way compromised by the circumstances of this mission. I don't know. That's a good answer. It's an honest answer. I'm going to be honest with you again, Captain. I've never been in this kind of situation. The closest I've ever come to one of these away missions was our experience on that that last away mission, actually. Um, H3M9, right. Yes. I should be able to remember that. I... You've got a lot on your mind. It's fine. I can't pretend to understand precisely what you're going through now, but I have some idea. You've got to remember, I've been in some particularly um, difficult situations, and the captain will sort of like, with her cane, tap the bum leg, right? I know what it's like to feel this this anxiety, this crushing sense that everything around you is not quite working correctly, that everything around you is a little bit encroaching on you, to feel that you're helpless or or um, impotent in some way. I absolutely understand that. I've went through that, and I'm on the other side. And you will be too, as long as you focus on the here and now, think about your breathing, and remember that these people around you are here to help you. Here to get you back to where you'll be at your best. And at that, Shrev is actually going to uh, put her fingers to the implants, the ocular implants that are still inactive. So she's using her uh, telepathic sense to see the area around her. And with her eyes kind of blank and staring off at the distance, she's going to say, trust me, Captain, I know a great deal about that sense of impotence and that feeling that you are just, you're blind in the dark. You can't see a way forward and everything, every sound, everything that you can't see is crushing down on you. There is a way out of that. It does end. And I appreciate you reminding me of that. Of course, Doctor. Anytime. You're part of my crew. We're a family here. And it's important that we look after our own. And you'll see that when you mention family, she flinches. 
and then suppresses it and nods. Of course, Captain. Right, where are we on the uh, the library? Yeah, let's get the hell off this rock. All right, as they see. So, Troll and the Bach. So, Troll, you're going to be rolling me a controller daring plus security. Nabok, you're going to be rolling me the same uh, attribute he picks. So if he picks control, you're using control. If he's using daring, you're using daring. Yours is going to be engineering, though, instead of security. The difficulty on this is a five. And I'm assisting, right? So just the one. If that's Four. how Troll wants to do it, yep. Yeah. Yeah, compli- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I am going to use control. Um, my focus in computers would help. still apply. Okay. The complication range is 1 to 20. I wish. I do not have any values that I can use okay. right now. Okay, hey, there, there's a crit. We, we're already on the board right. with the crit. This is six crit. momentum. You do have six Every... momentum. Yeah, yeah. I want to spend. <laughs> spend all of them? Yeah, if that's okay with everyone, I'm going to yeah, use all do of it. them. Yes. What can go wrong? Six complications. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yes. Everything's coming up, Kasumi. And investigation focus. Oh, yeah. How? Yep. What is, that is complication number eight, everybody. We're on complication eight. <laughs> Fucking yay. Oh, my God. I'm so I sad I didn't have my soundboard up. I would have done the confetti noise. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Look, just, just, just blow the skyhook up. Like... We've accrued, like, is there a, is there an upper limit where we'll hit the number of complications where just the planet will explode or like, surely we're heading towards that. I can't say anything one way or the other, but what I can tell you is you do have six successes, which is a success with the momentum. So I'm going to say that Troll, you do get a download of something that you can run through the Kasumi's computer. But we're talking maybe about 10 gigaquads of data, which is, I know, a made-up term, but it's a significant amount of data. Now, the complication is going to be, unfortunately, the lighting is going to turn back to red as the skyhook begins once again, uh, scooping and processing the matter of the atmosphere of this planet below. Which also does mean that the station is rotating again. And we all saw how that worked last time. I have data. We can try and decipher it when we get back to the ship. Right. Let's get the hell out of here. Aye. I think Lieutenant Commander Rell speaks up real quick. Sorry, Captain. How are we flipping the shuttle? That's exactly what I was about to uh, discuss with my chief. The Bach, I'm going to need you to find, um, uh, th- there's usually some kind of uh, uh, articulated arm or some kind of machinery mm-hmm. that, we'll, that we can use to flip the ship. I'm on it. All right. Nabak, how do you feel about a insight and engineering difficulty of one? Uh, difficulty of one sounds good. I mean, I believe. Would Starship Construction help at all? 
Now, actually, in this case, it would. I think it would. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I guess you'd use those kind of arms in construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In before number nine? No, but uh, you got two <laughs> successes, so you do get one oh, momentum. Okay. So yeah, Nabok, actually you find that much like those rails that the cargo containers came out of, there are hidden in the ceiling, sort of in recesses, arms that can come down and manipulate things in the shuttle bay. Hmm. That's what we're looking for. And I'll tell you what, I'll even give you the fact you found the controls for them. Cool. I will attempt to operate it. All right. Very important role, but not a very difficult one. A control engineering, difficulty of two, the complication range will be an 18 to 20. Um, would my focus still come into effect here? It still would. Okay. Um, you have two momentum right now. Can I use a momentum to roll another die? Yes. Yep. Okay. Okay, that's uh, one success. Okay. Um, Do you wish to use determination on this? Yes. Because okay. I don't think we want to fail this one. Alright, um, what value are you tapping? This would be, I think, mistakes are the first step to better solutions, since sure. I have made multiple mistakes this time. Yeah, and you may reroll as many dice as you wish. Couldn't even include that one success you already have. I just want to re-roll the two zeros. Wouldn't he have to challenge one since he used the determination earlier? Oh, right. Well, there is one thing the captain can do as captain. uh, Since you are in communication with Nabok, you can just give Captain Kaya's uh, determination to Nabok. I will do so. All right. Does Kaya have veteran? Kaya does not have veteran. All right, carry on. Because so if, if you did have veteran, it would basically let you roll a challenge dice, and you could have gotten your uh, your determination back. Nope, just a just a regular regular old person. Hmm. Hmm. I tell you what, I'll let it succeed at cost, but the complication number nine, everybody. Uh, complication number nine is going to be that as the arms sort of come down and I'd like to imagine the arms are sort of stylized after like Ghost in the Shell and I don't mean like Mm -hmm. new Ghost in the Shell I mean like the original movie Ghost in the Shell for those of you that have seen it so (laughs) the arms sort of come down oh yeah go ahead when did Ghost in the Shell come out by the way oh my god are you really still on about this (laughs) 93 is that uh, 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 oh no I see okay so it was 95 right Mm. so that would have been contemporaneous with the thong song is what you're saying. Oh my lord. Also, where's the poll? I, I I keep meaning to make this stupid poll and I keep forgetting. I'll do it eventually. You, <laughs> know, if do you, it on Twitter. you know if you don't, this will continue on to tomorrow, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I know it well. It's nothing but disappointment just all night. Just complications and being gaslit and no poll. The complication is that as the spindly arms come down and begin manipulating the shuttle, there's a point where, Nabok, you're carefully controlling, and then your hand slips, maybe because your fingers are just sort of a little sweaty here, you know, a little bit of extra moisture. And what happens is you drop the shuttle. 
And I need you, because this is technically your mistake, Nabok. The good news is that the shuttle's going to land right up, so you can still get in it and fly out conceivably by the same token. But I am going to need you to roll me three challenge dice here to represent how much damage is done to the shuttle. Okay, now where's the button to do that? Oh, there's a um, there's a macro. Um, yes. Um, yeah. So Check if you the go tab to... next to the jukebox. Yep. Oh, okay. And yeah, if you just click the in bar button and then the show macro quick bar, you'll have a button okay. to push right below our, all our names on the left. Cool. How many am I? Just three. Just three. All right. So I think that what's going to do is, let's see, it's a scale one vessel. So technically, if it matters, the shuttle will be at one shield remaining. But no structural damage, no further engine damage. Good news there. Yay. So again, narratively, the shuttle is being manipulated, turned upright, and then clunk onto the ground. I take, it, <laughs> I take it you're going to buff that out, Chief. Personally. Great, good to hear. All right, everyone on board. As Draw's walking on, I think we may want to stop taking shuttles to these away missions. But just think if we tried to use the transporters, the same thing that happened to our comm signals would have scrambled our patterns and dispersed the energy across this entire solar system. Fair That's enough. A great point. line of thinking. Good thing we prevented that, Doctor. Alright, we'll know. troll. Mercy. I believe since you're our pilot, very important role. Need you to give me a daring or control plus con, difficulty of three, complication range eighteen to twenty. You have one momentum right now. I'm going to give you one momentum and two threat for two dice. All right. And again, the shuttle will assist with an engine's con. Okay, that's three successes. Let me check the zeros. Uh, two complications, so we have 10 and 11. Is the engine's you, That's right, people. You, you do not mishear me. That is 11 complications in one game. Hold up. Let me check the shuttle. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's still 11. Okay. Use the shuttle to roll a complication. <laughs> so, Troll, you lift the shuttle up off of the deck, and then the world goes crazy because you forgot, or maybe there's some damage to the sensors, however you want to flavor it in your mind. The point being that whatever happens, the shuttle once again flips, lands on its ceiling, and this time you remembered all to buckle up. I'll give that to you free. You remember to buckle up this time. But as Troll is your upside down and the captain's probably shouting some expletive, because if the captain's not, Rel is definitely shouting an expletive, you lift up the shuttle once again and reverse it out of the shuttle bay in such a way that you're still upside down, but once you leave the confines of the shuttle bay, uh, you the gravity reorients itself and you are now upright, quote-unquote. That's complication one. Complication two is that as the shuttlecraft leaves the skyhook, 
what you notice is that the Kasumi is nowhere to be found. No. Or at least you aren't seeing her on sensors. I think we all would have, at this point, like, I, I at the very least, would have gotten out of my chair mm -hmm. and, like, tried to get, like, actual eyeballs on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say, because space is one of those large, empty spaces that, unless you're a few clicks away, you're not going to be able to see anything but the darkness. But what I would say is that if you do look behind you, you do see the skyhook continually rotating and going through its process as you leave it behind. Oh, no. Oh, and Please, look, the another complication. Thank you, chat. You're getting a hail. Mm. Bring it up. And I'm not going to turn on a voice modulator for this. I'm also not going to screech into the microphone because it's 1138 at night. And I don't want my neighbors yelling at me. But if you will imagine the Coward. most horrific, the most blood-curdling, demonic scream. And it goes until you turn off the comms. Hmm. And after Rel shakes it off and says, uh, Captain, that wasn't from the Kasumi. I think that was, if I'm reading this right, it was from the planet below. Well, I guess now we know what the name was for. Wait, wait, Captain, you're not suggesting that we're literally mining purgatory for dilithium made of... I'm not going to finish that thought. Nope. Nope. I'm suggesting, Doctor, that there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. I, I, I don't know the reference, but it sounds very good. Uh, thank you, Captain. Um, hmm. Shrev... Can you sense anything now? And uh, Shrev, with her teeth grit, is going to look over to the captain and, ignoring the suggestion of employing her telepathy to reach down to the planet, is simply going to say, Captain, if that's meant to be some kind of implication that, I don't know, something supernatural is occurring here, I th find that to be highly dubious. Whatever's going on has a rational explanation that can be devised. We just need to think about it properly. I suggest that there is already evidence of some kind of immense spacefaring organism that has possibly attacked this station to go off your initial supposition. If we're going to continue down that line of thinking, perhaps the liquid that we've found is being extracted from it. I think we have stumbled upon something that might be analogous to some kind of ancient Terran whaling operation. Are you suggesting that the planet is a whale? Or something on it, a creature that has nested there and is being harvested. The screams 
could be the creature itself. Given what we just encountered in our most recent away mission, that doesn't seem too fanciful. And I think, again, Rel gets very serious and says, uh, Captain, as much as I enjoy speculation, I think there's really only one way we're going to be able to determine what this is, and that's going to go into the atmosphere. We, we need to take the shuttle down. My thoughts exactly, Doctor. Seeing as how Casimir is nowhere to be found, we have no other choice. With that... Uh, forgive me, Captain, but with the damage the shuttle's already sustained, are we structurally sound to enter the atmosphere? No structural damage, Commander. There's, we have lower shields. Those could, we may need to repair those, but there's no structural damage. Can we reroute power to some of the other, to the shields, from other systems on the shuttlecraft? Well, can I? Yeah, you can. Yes, Captain, I, I really must protest to this course of action. This shuttle is not equipped in any way to deal with anything that we might find down on that planet. As we've seen, we couldn't even get out of that docking bay without a disaster. We should return to the Kasumi, assuming we can find it, and then analyze the samples that we have. Well, Doctor, if you'll point me in the, in the direction of my ship, I'd be glad to move it there. And uh, at that, Sherev is going to just stalk over to the, uh, the cabin of the shuttlecraft and mm -hmm. attempt some kind of task, if possible, to modulate the sensors to cut through the interference of the mining operation or the radiation, or to attempt to locate the uh, Kazumi. Go ahead and roll me a daring in science. The shuttle will assist you with a communications in science. Difficulty of two. And although I'm not going to leverage it for any mechanical benefits, mm -hmm. um, in this moment, as she has asked to go back to the uh, uh, the ship, mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm going to challenge the value real research is done in the field. Okay. So daring in science? Daring in science, and I need to see two successes here. I'll give you a threat. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> what is going on? I'm, I'm glad I gave you that threat. <laughs> gave us another complication. That's good. We are, we are literally in hell. We are actually, literally in hell. Number twelve, oh, everybody. Off the mountain of purgatory. Yeah, we've gone past. We are now definitely in hell. It was a difficulty well, three, right? Or was it difficulty no, two? it was difficulty of yeah. Um, it was difficulty two, so you do pass. Twelve complications. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Oh god. Uh, I would actually like to suggest that we detect the Kasumi. This is my suggestion. Oh, no, no. You are going to detect it. the Kasumi. It's just but, that I have good news, bad news. Well, I was thinking that it's like mired in some kind of astrological anomaly or something like that that would prevent us from actually returning to the ship. Oh, no. See, that's the best part. The bad news is you know where the Kasumi is. The bad news 
it's in the planet's atmosphere. Yeah. But you found it. Congrats. Well, Doctor, if I'm reading these uh, sensors correctly, we're going to have to go into hell anyway. I thought we were already there, Captain. Now who's being theological? Hmm. All right, take her in. Mr. Make sure Fry. those shields hold. Hi, sir. Hi, Captain. Mr. Troll, Mr. Nabok. Troll and Nabok, you all are going to be rolling basically the same thing here. It's just whether which one you want to put more focus on, the shields or the flying. So you're going to be assisting one another on this task, but who takes the lead? I'll let you guys decide. Troll would be rolling a daring and a con. Nabok would be rolling a control and an engineering. I don't want to take the lead this time. And I'll do the control engineering. And the difficulty on this is just a two. Would would computers come into effect here? Not really. If you have power systems, though, I'd give you power systems. No. All right. Well, we do have a uh, a critical success from Troll, so that's that's promising. Okay, that's three successes, which means you get a momentum back. So. As the shuttle dips and flies into the atmosphere of purgatory, there's just a sea and a wash of hydrogen and helium as the shields sort of buffer and keep the atmosphere out. But interestingly, you break through the cloud layer, which shouldn't even be a thing on a gas giant. That that doesn't happen. And when you do... What you see below you is, if you could call it a surface, you're seeing an artificial jungle that's sort of being consumed by a constant oily rain. Uh, There's rusting debris that litters these long plains of barbed wire grass that is covered in metallic dust and soot, and baleful lighting arcs between the clouds that reflects off of oceans of glistening blood-red oil, the same oil that is in the canister that Dr. Rell currently holds. Now, what you're also seeing are signs of some intelligence. You're seeing great smokestacks that are vomiting noxious fumes that are being fed by these rusted metallic pipes. There's also flashes of movements on sensors, though nothing long enough to get any concrete readings. But what you do notice, besides all of that, is the Kasumi floating a good distance above the lower cloud level. So in between the quote-unquote atmosphere and the lower cloud level. And floating right above where the bridge is on the Kasumi, there's a figure. And that figure looks a little something like this. And for anybody who knows what this is, don't spoil it, because I don't think any of my players do. Now, for those who can't see the stream or are listening to audio, you're basically looking at a humanoid figure with four arms, uh, sort of having a somewhat reptilian, somewhat insectoid outer carapace of sorts. And they are wearing a 
almost like a batleth style headdress of sorts as well. They have sort of dark wings, a long sinewy tail, and are carrying a staff with a ball of light uh, in the middle of it. And it is at this point that you get another hail, this time from the Kasumi. Bring it up. Watching it through. Hearing on the view screen is Sarid. And Sarid says, Uh, Captain, um, I hope you don't mind, but um, I've kind of taken this one from you. I'm sorry? Uh, first contact, I mean, sir. With what? Well, the Praetor out there is from a alien species known as the Rayfix. Its intentions? Peaceful, if you'll believe it. I need to um, conference with uh, my crew here in the shuttlecraft. Uh, I'm going to end the transmission, but I will reach you right back. Is that we'll understood? be here, sir. Thank you. And she will terminate the uh, the communication. She'll turn to face everybody else in the shuttlecraft. Something is very, very wrong here. I don't like to start from a position of fear, of paranoia, aggression, threat, or something about that figure bodes ill. And I don't think that our crew is operating under their right mind. I tend to agree with you, Captain. Right. This conversation doesn't leave the shuttlecraft. Understood? When we get on the ship, we will operate as usual, but keep your eyes peeled. And she will turn. Okay, uh, go ahead. Captain, I hesitate to offer this suggestion, but if you're concerned that the ship may have been compromised in some way, the internal communication systems could have also been subverted. If possible, I might be able to serve as a kind of telepathic relay, if necessary. There's information that needs to be conveyed between the crew, or the crew that you feel you can trust. We might not have to run afoul of any of our compromised systems. In other words, we can't be overheard if we're not speaking. Before we get to the ship, if you so desire, I could potentially isolate our comm badges to be able to speak without using the internal systems. Let's cover all the bases. Let's make it happen. And she will turn and then reestablish just a standard communication with the ship. Hmm. Come in, Sadid. 
I'm here, sir. Right. Well, uh, since this is first contact, we'll have to follow the necessary protocols. I'm not sure how far into the process you've gotten, but we are on our way back uh, to the Kasumi. And, uh, well, uh, we'll fold you in and take over this uh, diplomatic procedure. I uh, understand they're interested in a diplomatic dinner of sorts, sir. Um, should I have the tailor prepare the dress whites? Yes, that'll be fine. And uh, prepare one of the uh, the uh, mess hall suites for uh, a proper service. Read my mind, Captain. Right, we're coming in. Captain out. And I think the final shot of the episode, unless you have something. Uh, she will, again, manually terminate the transmission. Mm -hmm. um, and then she will look into this sort of kind of hellish, you know, uh, uh, scape beneath her. Mm -hmm. And she will quietly say, Midway on our life's journey, I found myself in dark woods the right road lost and I think with that we see the shuttle approaching the Kasumi as the figure the visitor, the praetor whatever you want to call them follows the shuttle in to one of the shuttle bays but that is where we're going to end today's session, this will be a two-parter 12 complications everybody, 12 complications yeah it's a new record it's a, it's a new record that's that's impressive that's that's honestly impressive um hopefully it's still a fun time but 12 12, 12. you know fun in the sort of way that you're like you know you're a young child and you probably shouldn't be on this roller coaster it's it's that idea right hmm. i got gotcha. you we're trying to get them all out of the way early yeah. Let yeah. the other sessions go by, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's nothing but sunshine and rainbows after this. It's all up from here. Oh, and the hellish it. landscape. Yeah, I was well, saying yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that notwithstanding. All right. Well, this is where I'm going to end the recording for YouTube. But Twitch, stick around because we got to find some to raid. But uh, YouTube, twelve complications. See you later, YouTube.